You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. What up? What up? The real coach JB here, man. Another slap dick podcast on this fine Monday, the eleventh October twenty one. Here on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe, let somebody know this is the realest podcast in America. I'm about to, uh, title of this show, man, is Attitude of Gratitude. Attitude of Gratitude, man. I'm going to try to fit that shit in. Um, and uh, make it make sense. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not fucking giving it. Let me say it again because that's the quote of the day. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not fucking giving it. We got all these enabled motherfuckers out here nowadays. You have not a clue, man. Kid that shot up Fort Worth, Dallas the other day at the high school was a kid living in million dollar neighborhood driving a brand new charger, souped up, rims, tinted windows, fucking. He did not have a worry in the world. And he was a brother, a young black kid. Shot up a shot another black kid who whipped his ass in the classroom. <sighs> Instead of showing gratitude and his attitude of gratitude being shown, he wants to go act like he's hard and he's a gangster. He's coming into a world where me and my partners have been trying to get out of for our entire life. Like, you got to have an attitude of gratitude. And to me, kids only know what they know and don't know what they don't know. So what does that mean, Coach A.B.? Well, that means is these parents who obviously have a little money, and kudos to them, right? Black family, affluent neighborhood, affluent community outside of uh, Fort Worth. And they fucking can't convey to their son how good he has it (laughs) like dog we ain't shooting each other up when we got it made like that shit is a waste of fucking talent there's nothing worse in this world than a waste of talent the problem is the kid probably wasn't talented in anything he was given everything and he didn't have to earn shit and he's, that's what the problem is nowadays as every single, every day of life. That is the fucking problem we're facing every single day. Motherfuckers are having shit handed to them. Trophy, participation trophy, fucking medals, participation medals, 
certificates, participation certificates. When did we become so fucking worried about everyone's attitude and fucking thought process that we started having to give out shit to make everyone feel good? Like, I don't understand when this all occurred occurred, and when and why we won't stop it. <laughs> like, man, this shit is unbelievable. Attitude of gratitude, man. I, I don't really understand it. I mean, I'm I, just, just some hot takes for the day. I don't know. This, this show is going to be deep. I, Chuck Liddell, MMA fighter, uh, arrested this morning for domestic violence out here in L.A. Um, is, it, is it easy to charge somebody because they're an MMA fighter? Or do you think... Is it easy to, I guess, accuse somebody because he was an MMA fighter? Or do you think it's rightfully deserved? Like, did he do it? Like, that's what we don't know. We don't know if he did it. $20,000 bail doesn't seem like a lot of money for a guy that's got some probably a few million dollars. But... Is it deserving? Is he easy target? Is he easy prey because of his profession? He's an MMA, MMA fighter. He's supposed to be a badass. He's supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, if he yells or something or, if, you know, looks at someone the wrong way, can they get away with claiming domestic violence nowadays because of the soft-ass world we're in? Hey, good question. I'm just asking. Or is he a fuck stick and a shit bird and beats women? I don't know. I don't know the motherfucker. All I'm asking is, uh, you know, understand it. Got to ask the question. Because just so you know, I've had players and I've had teammates all fucking be accused. Especially my black teammates and black players. Accused by Becca, Sarah, Sally. Because when they go home to a town of fucking nine people, their daddy said, you did what? You fuck with who? Oh, really? Well, you're going back tomorrow and saying he raped you. I've seen it in person. I've seen it. I've seen the videos of the dads telling the girls that. I know it happens. So, my point being is, is it possible that now we're in this soft-ass generation of where we call corporal punishment disciplining your son and daughter now, and they can turn around and call protective child services. Are we in the same predicament with people that live in a profession or coach football? They're an asshole on the field. Therefore, I saw him at a bar, i.e. Urban Meyer, and obviously he fingered a booty, but at the same time, is he easy prey? And uh, I believe he is. I believe they are. But at the same time, don't get it twisted. If you're a shitbird, you're a fucking shitbird. And did this dude um, hit his girl? I don't know. 
I believe if you hit a girl, you deserve to be castrated. Period. I don't give a fuck what scenario it is. I've told you that over and over. If you hit a female, I don't care if she hits you 7,000 times. You shouldn't ever hit a female. Period. There's no, I don't give a fuck about, well, she should keep her hands to herself. She should. You're absolutely right. But you should also be castrated if you retaliate. It's a female. It's not a man. So you're a big old bitch if you hit a female. Period. Talking to all you bad tough guys out there who are so fucking scared that you have to hit a female to feel good. You fucking cunt. Period. So anyway, Chuck Liddell arrested for fucking domestic violence. Um, Attitude of Gratitude. Title of this show. Did anybody see, um, I don't know if you saw the Alabama, they lost A&M. We're going to get into college football later on. I got a lot of shit to talk about on the show. Appreciate everybody joining me on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the like button, become a member. Um, did anyone see the Alabama A&M game at the end um, when... The girl got fucking basically molly whopped. Did you see this female uh, on the field uh, at the A&M game after the game? The, the cops are so fucking worried about fucking Nick Saban, $10 million self, that they run over a female um, student fan. I'm going to show you guys so you can see it. Look at that. See the girl get fucking molly whopped. Can't make the screen bigger. But anyway, just so they can get saving out. Look at saving. Like, like, like saving is like the president of fucking the United States. Like that shit is unbelievable. So they slam her. She hit her head on the fucking ground, by the way, on the turf. She's concussed. But I want you to see number 48 right there for Alabama. See number 48 for Alabama. I don't I would hope he's not going to let nothing happen to Saban. And if you don't if you see the whole video Saban's players are actually in front of him walking. Um Yeah, cops actually pushed the girl down. I, I you know, attitude of gratitude, man. There's a dude that makes 10 million dollars a year coaching football, college kids, right? And I understand A&M upset him. First assistant Saban's ever lost to, ever. Impressive. At the same time, Peter Sawyer, what up, brother? I appreciate you. At the same time, these students who rushed the field in A&M because their team finally beat in Alabama, which is a godly program in college football right now, you know, they're not coming after you to hurt you, Coach Saban. These are young student athletes, dog. You ran over this girl, cops, to protect the dude that makes $10 million, who has 100 fucking football players on the field. And we can't really show any gratitude for the fucking student athlete who actually pays your salary. And just embrace the motherfuckers, win or lose. I never was too good 
to talk to a motherfucker. Win or lose. Regardless of my fame after the fucking first season came out. The next season at Indy, you should have saw it. You couldn't even get into our stadium. There was people coming from all across the country. Even Australia flew to an Independence Kansas football game to see the town. And people would come over to me and they started to appoint security to me. And you know me, if you know me, you don't know me, but if you know me at all. I said, if you don't get these fucking cops away from me. I'd be fucking damned if I can't fucking fend off a fan. And secondly, they don't really want to fuck with you that motherfucking bad, Coach Saban. I understand you're Coach Saban. A&M's happy to fucking beat you. They're on the field. I didn't see nobody coming after you. What were they going to do? Pick you up and throw you out of the fucking arena? Like, calm down. This motherfucker's not the president, the pope. Or any other motherfucker. He's a human that makes $10 million a year. Start showing some gratitude towards the fucking student body. Even though they're not your own. And fucking embrace them. You lost, embrace it. You win, embrace them. That's why my facial expression never changed. Win or lose. It was always the same. Because it's a what have you done for me lately business. You lost, embrace it. Hey, own it, take it. It is what it is. You coach long enough, you're going to fucking lose some games. I don't care what you say. Saban lost to his first unranked opponent since 2007. And he's escorted off like he's the fucking Pope. Like, come on. He's a fucking stumbling out. They're protecting him. And I'm just like, you knock a fucking girl down. I just want to let you know, if it was my daughter... You would have got choked fuck saving and those two cops. If you pushed over my daughter to protect this grown man who has 100 football players on the fucking team, on the field, they can escort the motherfucker out. They don't need your fucking bitch asses to push over little girls and shit. Like, that shit is irks me. Nobody talks about that shit, though. Let's just get saving out of there. Oh, fuck, man. Nobody talks about it, though, in the media either. Have you noticed? Nobody talks about it. They just want to talk about uh, saving lost. <laughs> this shit is unbelievable, man. That girl actually bought a ticket. Those tickets actually pay for a lot of your salary in Alabama, your public institution. I mean, huh. I'll be damned if I need a motherfucking escort. I wish the cop would try to fucking... Save me over fucking pushing a girl down. The bullies are good. They're all slap dicks right below me sleep right now. You probably hear Bailey snoring. Um, lots to discuss about. Lots to discuss today, man. I got so much shit to discuss. I'm still in my hot takes. I, I got some shit to get off my chest. Listen, I am not against the gay population. I'm not against the LBTQ population, LBGTQ population. I'm not against any of that shit. But just so we understand, that community is probably the same way as our community in the fact that they probably don't wish that we throw all of our shit to them. And when you're in a straight community, you probably don't wish that they throw all the shit on you. Hey. I have no issue. You do you. I do me. I have no, I'm not a 
gay basher. I've never had any issues. I've never done any of that. If you haven't seen the newest fucking take on um If you haven't seen this new take, TMZ reported it earlier today that John Kent, if you know who John Kent is, do you guys know who John Kent is? John Kent is Superman's Clark Kent's son. Okay. Lois Lane and Clark Kent had a son named John Kent. Okay. He is now the new Superman. He's coming out as bisexual. All right. So the cancel culture out here in the world, who everyone's scared to talk about and shit, is uh is is so fucking worried about Dave Chappelle and Canceling Dave Chappelle, canceling dudes like Coach JB, canceling motherfucking real people that actually tell the truth. That American icon, fucking superhero, is now being shown off as being bisexual. Now, I, like I said, I have no issues with you guys uh, in that community of your community. I have no problems. And I'm just saying, why can you guys push your narrative, but then the straight community cannot? Like, is there an issue? We defend the LBGTQ community. That's what they call it. Is that what it is? More than black America. More than brown America. I really don't understand it. Like, this is a choice. You guys made a choice to do this with your body. This is what you do. I don't understand. If you're born with a penis, you should participate in sports where other penises dangle (laughs) how is it fair if i tell a man you can't hit a woman you should be castrated that's what jb feels right i don't care if she hits you a million times jb said hey man you shouldn't hit a woman but i have a sex change and i can compete with women now and beat their ass in every sport and that's okay Listen, first of all, I want to be clear out there. See, we've become so soft and motherfuckers don't really want to tell the truth is that shit's gotten forgotten. Shit has gotten forgotten. So what I mean by that is DC's comics, new Superman, John Kent comes out as bisexual. First of all, I want to make sure we're clear. Men cannot be bisexual. I just have to be clear and honest with this shit. Men cannot be bisexual. You can't be bisexual, men. Sorry. If you go and have sex with a man, 
All right. You are homosexual. You cross the threshold. You cannot be bisexual. I know a lot of people out there is ruffling their feathers and shit. I'm sorry because I'm a realist. But you got to understand something. You can't be bisexual and try to talk to my daughter. Because I'm going to have a fucking problem. Let's just say, for instance, let's take this thing out. of. Let's put it in context here and make sure we're clear with what I'm saying. Because you guys didn't listen to Dave Chappelle. Everyone started canceling him, but they didn't really listen to the message. They just heard his tone, just like motherfuckers hear my tone. They don't listen to my message. You're telling me that if you have sexual intercourse with a dude, and let's say, for instance, you get HIV positive, or for whatever reason, all the way dating back to the motherfucking days of... Of Liberace to fucking Rock Hudson, all you older cats know. And then you cross over. Now you're trying to fuck with my daughter or someone's daughter and not transparent about it. In your mind, you consider yourself bisexual. In our mind, we consider you homosexual. And now you've given a female daughter, someone's daughter, kid, sister, something, HIV, there is a major problem, in my opinion. So I believe it needs to be transparent and put out there that a man is homosexual if you have sex with another man. And now we become so soft that DC Universe has come out and said the Superman is a bisexual male. And now we're going to push that narrative. I'm just saying, why can't we create a new superhero, make him bisexual, transgender, whatever you wish to do? Like, we're not in your lane. I don't give a fuck what you do. I told you I have no issue with the gay population, with anything. But why the fuck can't you create a new person? Not an American icon, Superman, his son. Like, why are we so hard up on this shit? I don't understand, dog. Why we're so hard up on pushing the narratives. I, I wish we would push a fucking make a black superhero. I wish we push that shit instead of fucking having Candyman be our only motherfucking person that we can watch on TV. That's a, some. Oh, you got a black. He's a. He's a. He's a. He's a. He's a uh, He's a horror, horror. We got a horror movie guy. That's it. That's our fucking. You made Will Smith fucking Hancock. You had to make that motherfucker drunk and belligerent, but he was a superhero. Like, why we can't make a fucking black Superman or something? Let's make a new superhero. If we need to make a superhero be bisexual or homosexual or whatever, transgender. So be it. Do it. I have no issue. Why don't we make a new motherfucker, though? Why, do, why can't we create a new one? Why are we taking iconic guys and making them and pushing the narrative on everyone? Like, I don't know. I'm just saying stay in our lane, man. I, like I said, I have no fucking issue. But God damn. Yeah, Spawn. Spawn, I guess we had. And then we had, what's his name? That, but, but I'm just saying it's like real far and few between, man. 
we pushing the narrative on people so fucking hard now in everything, in everything. You're trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. Like, I didn't remember you motherfuckers canceling George Carlin. Has anyone in this room heard George Carlin's stand-ups? Where he literally calls every single ethnic group out by their name. Like their Ebonic, their, their, their fucking name, their uh, out of their name, like, N-word, he calls out Jews, he calls out fucking Hispanics, he calls out everybody. And I didn't remember ever hearing him take shit, man. I never heard him take shit. But now we got fucking, we don't get no fucking, we, we're cool with everything now, though. Everything's supposed to be accepted. Like, we can't talk about it either. Or you're fucking bad. Like, I'm going to take shit for this because I'm talking about it. Like, motherfuckers, dog. You can't handle the truth. But, it, but, we, but little Nas X can get a motherfucker canceled. Now, he fucked up, right? Yeah, he fucked up. He came out and said all that dumb shit. But the straight community won't. Fight back either and tell not little Nas X to fuck off. Why are you trying to get people canceled, but we can't cancel you? Like, I don't understand. Like, what's the deal? That's why this motherfucking country is divided. Because motherfuckers won't stand up and stand for something. They fall for everything. We're just going to take it in the ass and say, oh, all right, fuck it. This is what we are. Man, I don't understand it, dog. I don't get it. But Superman... Is bisexual now. John Kent. He's our new Superman. He's the son of Superman. Superman's 80 years old. Or something like that. Clark Kent, right? Has got to be 80 years old. And. Ah, uh, man. It's fucking crazy. Superman of the earth, dog. He's a fucking icon. I don't know. But nobody will talk about it. Everybody's scared to talk about it. Like, dog, it's just real talk. Like, I, I have no issue. I have no fucking issue with any community. Not one community. Black Lives Matter. Fucking women's rights movement. Fucking Me Too. I don't have any issue with anyone. But don't push it on someone or some group or another community that... Don't want it pushed on them. Like, why the fuck are we? Why? Why? Why we got to take it? You won't take our shit, but we got to take your shit. <sighs> it's unbelievable. But nobody will talk up on it. Nobody will speak up on it. That's why the shit is continuing to do what he does. I heard Little Nas X came out and said that basically his shits or been on record. Somebody got him on record that I guess they're talking about they're going to release it that he's out basically saying that he's doing that because the industry made him act like he's gay when he really isn't. And apparently he said that he misses pussy. <laughs> That's what our rumor is. That's what I've been hearing. I don't know. Who knows, man? I'm just like, dude, I have no issue. Make a new superhero. Make the new superhero name, person, create a new figure. Like, that'd be fun to me. Make a new motherfucker. Why do we have to make Superman, who's an American icon, and why has he got to be bisexual now? Like, why are we pushing that so hard on everyone? Like, I, I don't understand. 
I don't know, man. It's fucking crazy. Um, Tyson Fury, Wilder fight. There shouldn't even have been a third fight, in my opinion. I don't think there should have been a second one. The first one, I guess, was a draw, but he whipped his ass. Let's all be clear. I think the the judges realized, like, wait, this big old sloppy, white, goofy, fucking seven-foot, weird-looking body shape really just beat down the ripped, chiseled, athletic, wilder like that. Uh, let's give it a draw. That's what I really think. Then they fought again, and Tyson Fury dominated him. Like, it wasn't even close. Then there's a third fight. And, you know, it was a pretty good fight. It went 10 or 11 or 12 rounds or whatever. Um, yeah, Christopher Reeve is Superman. The real fucking name. <laughs> Gorgian. Not Clark Kent is Superman, bro. We're not talking about the real fucking guy's name. Uh, Christopher Reeves died. I know who Christopher Reeves is. Um, but anyway, he he outboxed him again, even though Wilder caught him. It went a little f- longer this time around. Um, but sometimes you just... Ha- like Mike Tyson, in my opinion, would have knocked out Evander Holyfield in a street fight in the hood. But in the ring with gloves and tactician or, or tactical schematics, Holyfield owned Mike Tyson. Tyson Fury owns Wilder. It is that's what it is. It's that's period. Nobody, those two can fight twenty times. I think Fury is going to win every time. And whoever is. If, if Wilder's either super ignorant and won't listen to anybody he has in his corner or his corner is horrible because Wilder has came into every fight so out of shape that he cannot sustain the punishment of this big seven foot dude with a 10 foot fucking um, wingspan. That you should be able to out-athlete and move around the fucking ring on him as the better athlete. But you can't because you're so out of shape. That is a corner issue or a you issue and not listening to your corner. And not training properly or not having the right trainer. But you are fucking out of shape. You're fucking shitty. You cannot beat this man. You can go beat everybody else, but you're never going to beat Fury. And you you bank on knocking out a motherfucker in the first two rounds. And when Fury comes in and outboxes you because he's the best heavyweight boxer, not scrapper, he's the best boxer in heavyweight division, right? In a long time, I think. And he's surprisingly quick with his athleticism, like his hand eye coordination is actually a lot quicker than his feet, but he actually avoids a lot of fucking contact and a lot of fucking jabs. And he's very quick with his, um, reactions. Um, he, he's going to beat you every time Wilder. And that's just what it is. I don't want to see that fight again. 
I don't want to fucking see that fight again. And I don't believe they should ever show that fight again. And so, uh, is what it is. Um, I got to discuss a few things before we get into the attitude of gratitude. Okay. It's all, it all has to do with attitude and gratitude, but Bruce Arians head coach, Tampa Bay Buccaneers has a so-called titled offensive coordinator named Byron Leftwich. Okay. I was actually on a visit at university of Marshall. Byron Leftwich was my host back in when I was in Juco. Byron Leftwich replaced, um, um, what's my quarterback's name that went to that played for the Jets also? Fuck. Um, what was the quarterback at Marshall before Byron Leftwich? Anyway, Byron replaced him at Marshall, and I was on a visit. And um and it was a great little visit, man. Huntington, West Virginia, beautiful fucking town, Marshall University, home of the tragic plane accident. Back in the 70s that basically set a program back. What a tragic event. Um, Chad Pennington, thank you, the Big Bang. Chad Pennington was at Marshall. And then, uh, you know, Randy Moss was there after he left Florida State. And all those issues, right? Um, But Byron Leftwich has escalated very quickly in the NFL ranks, right? You know, it's very easy, in my opinion, if... If you're smart enough or rather, or let me, I don't even say this word smart. I want to use the word captured. Do you capture the moment? Byron Leftwich realized I'm getting too old to play. I don't want to coach college. I'm going to go right now and try to latch on to a former coach of mine in the NFL and get on and get in where I fit in and get on with somebody. And he got on with Bruce Arians. And guess what? He's worked his way up rather quickly. Bruce likes him enough to title him the OC. Let me make sure I clarify what I just said. He titled him the offensive coordinator. So in the coaching profession, for all you novices out there that that don't understand, when you title a coach a coordinator, it helps him get jobs and bigger jobs. All right head coaching jobs in college or maybe a head coaching job in the NFL. So be it. Andy Reid has a titled offensive coordinator who's a friend of mine named Eric Bieniemy, LA guy, great college recruiter, great college running back, University of Colorado. Um, all these different things. Well, if you watched the game last night and you saw who was calling plays for either team, you'll notice real fast who's actually calling the plays. I've been saying it a long time. I just didn't want to put nobody on blast, but all these guys on ESPN and fucking Stephen A and all these fucking people come out and say, Eric Bietterby is the best offensive coordinator in the NFL. Why is he not a head coach? Well, because he's not the offensive coordinator and Owners and other coaches know that he's not. (laughs) You're the only dumb fuck who's pushing this rhetoric that don't understand that you title people these things to get them jobs, get them job opportunities. The same going for Byron Leftwich right now. 
What I don't understand is why people still continue to think they make great head coaches when they really haven't really called an offense yet by themselves. They really haven't called a fucking crucial third down play by themselves yet. Andy Reid and Bruce Arians have been offensive coordinators for the last 30 years in the NFL. They're not giving it up. It's their baby. They're the head coach as well. They got to score points. They're helping you by titling you an offensive coordinator to get you another job. It's your job from that point on to learn from them and go out and get a good interview and get a job and do something with it. I'm against the whole policy, though. I think it's setting these guys up to fail. They go get head jobs. They fail tremendously. And then they're back as a coordinator or a titled coordinator. They really have never really been the coordinator. So are you crippling them or are you helping them? I don't see you helping them. I see you crippling them. Let them really have the offensive coordinator title and run with the O. Or don't fucking title them. Title them the quarterback coach, the running back coach, and roll with them. You're setting them up to fail. They're going to fucking interview. And you know what's sad about it? I don't know if it's because the coach is helping the kid because he's a African-American black coach in this league who gets fucked already. We have one GM that's black, no owners that are black, and... Is Bruce Arian and Andy Reid thinking, okay, I have to title these guys OC to get them a fucking interview because these fucking good old boys won't interview them? I don't know. That's something I do not know, so I will not comment on because I don't understand. I'm not in that. I'm not in the room. I'm not in the meeting. So will that change? I told people all the time. I tell everybody out there, fucking there's more, when, the, when there's more black GMs in the NFL and we get a black owner, some shit will change. But the token Art Rooney interview, the Rooney rule, and all these fucking things, unless somebody starts denying taking these token interviews, it ain't going to change. And these agents all communicate with these owners and these GMs and these coaches. They know who's getting the fucking job. It's already predetermined. That's just how it goes. It's a slap in the black coach's face, in my opinion, to give them these fucking token Rooney Rule interviews when it's just setting them up for failure. And you're taking these interviews for what? You already know. The fucking rumor's already out there. Who's getting the job? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's going that same way in college. Jed Fish, if you don't know who this guy is, all right? Jed Fish was at UCLA as a coach for a couple years with Chip Kelly. He was at, uh, he was with Harbaugh at Michigan for, for a year, I think. But he was with the New England Patriots, okay? And I've got to break this down because I did say the New England was the best one in three football team in the NFL last week. I have to renege and retract my statements now on that deal. And, you know, I never like to do that. But after really watching New England this week play the Texans, I have to say, I believe that New England Patriots are imploding as a franchise. I think the players are done playing for Belichick, and the era is coming to an end. 
I think New England Patriots are what they deserve to be, two and three. They should have lost to a bad, bad Texans football team yesterday. And I thought they were good. I put more of that Tampa game on Tom Brady now that I watched the game. I think it was so much hype. A wet football, a rainy football, harder to throw. And Tom still didn't throw a pick. He didn't throw a touchdown, but he threw. He didn't throw a pick. He was still pretty efficient. He missed some balls. But, hey, fuck, man. Butterflies had to be out of this world. Coming back to his old hometown. He wanted that win more than anything. He got it done. And then you lose Stephon Gilmore. Um, I think players now are trying to take it to Belichick for some reason. And I believe that that program and organization has seen its finest days. I don't believe that program and organization is what it was once was. I don't believe it'll ever be what it was. And I think it's coming to an end. I don't believe they even go to the playoffs. Um, I could be wrong. They could sneak in depending on what Pittsburgh does because of Miami and the Jets are obviously bad. Miami's back to what they've always been. Um, The Jets are what they are. They're a horrible organization. I think the worst in all of sports. And, uh, you know, I think that Zach, the young Q, is in a bad situation. Um, But I will say, Zach, if you're listening, don't be a shitbird, man. Look your coach in the eye. Take coaching. You still, attitude of gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. You're in the NFL, son. You came from BYU. You deserve, you owe the coach that much respect. Look him in the eye. I saw some shitbird out of Zach in the game the other day that I'm giving you all novice fans some game, okay? I'm giving you some free game here. When you know players like I do, when you know the game and the intricacies of it, I watch and see attitude. Body language is the number one determinant in a positive or a negative. My opinion, that's just period. In life in general. A little less from your fucking leader who's supposedly the quarterback of the franchise and you're over in London and fuck. By the way, NFL, who the fuck's going to wake up at six in the morning and watch a fucking game in London? Especially if you're, what if you live in Hawaii and it's fucking three in the morning and you're still partying? You're going to watch your fucking game with the fucking Jets versus Atlanta? (laughs) I... I just got home not too long before. You're It's 6 in the morning, and I got to turn on and find a fucking game. You're predicated towards the East Coast, which I get. It's a 9.30 kickoff in the East Coast, 6.30 in the morning on the West Coast. So that game's basically not bettable. We're not betting on that game in the West Coast. Fuck, we can't even get... We didn't know it was on at 6 unless you do a lot of fucking research. You got to be a fucking super gambler to know that. So I was like, fuck, I was going to bet a few things on that game. Couldn't do it. Forgot it was on at fucking 6 a.m. West Coast. But anyway, great fucking job, Roger Goodell. Um, so needless to say, I didn't watch that fucking game. But I saw Zach being talked to by his coordinator with the game film on the, or with the plays on the fucking laptop. And he's just sitting there avoiding him, avoiding eye contact, looking away, not really engaging him. 
And I'm like, hold up, dog. Something to this. You knew with the game when you got drafted, son. This was where you do in the NFL. You go to where you drafted to. Make the best out of it. Stay healthy. Do your thing. Ball out. Don't turn into shit bird. You have a long career ahead of you, but not if you turn into shit bird. You do not. You don't get shit bird fucking. The next next team is going to look at you and say, look how long AB took to get a gig. You got to start thinking about it. You're a quarterback. It's not in our fucking job description to be a shitbird. It's not in our job description to be to not be a leader. It's not in our job description to be late, miss, or not fucking understand the ins and outs of the entire organization. It's a lot. You're the goat or the hero, dog. You're the goat, which not the goat, greatest of all time goat. You're the fucking goat, the shitty, smelly goat, or you're the hero. You win or you lose. There's no gray area. The winner fucks the prom queen. The loser jacks off with fucking lotion or whatever the fuck you use. Zach, after that performance in fucking London, you probably jacked off with your own fucking spit because you didn't have lotion because you were fucking rubbed raw. Well, look the coach in the eye, motherfucker, and stop being a shitbird because you're portraying a shitbird to all these young quarterbacks out there looking up to you. Somebody's always watching you, motherfuckers. That's what you guys don't get nowadays, you young cats, because these older coaches ain't coaching it. They're allowing it. You are a mentor without even ever meeting the kid into all these youngsters out here. Because you're a public figure. You're playing quarterback for the new fucking York Jets, dog. You know how many instant fans you have? And how many influenceable fucking kids are out here looking at you guys? Coaches aren't teaching it, though. They're not teaching you that there's a bigger picture. Every fucking day is an interview. Every day is an interview. So somebody's always watching your ass. And that goes for every fucking buddy watching the show and everybody out there and walking around in life at Walmart to fucking wherever, right? Somebody's watching you whether you know it or fucking not. What if it's a CEO of fucking Walmart? What if it's fucking Bezos? What if it's fucking Gates? What if they want to give you a job but you just call the girl a bitch or fucking sagging your pants and you're looking like a fucking idiot and you were about to get a big time gig and now you just got fucked because every day is an interview and you don't realize who's watching or hearing you. I tell kids this every day. I tell coaches this every day. But it is what it is. Some people just know more than me. Um, Jed Fish is the head coach of the University of Arizona. And I know I went a long way to to say this. My point is, he went to New England Patriots under the great Bill Belichick. Can anyone tell me one good fucking coach who's left Bill Belichick's regime and has been anything over subpar when they become a head coach? Can anybody tell me a motherfucker? And if you say Vrabel, 
I'm going to slap the taste out of your mouth. Vrabel never coached for Bill Belichick. All you fucking know-it-alls on Twitter, he played for Belichick. Just so we're clear. Now, and now that you fucking know the truth, can you name me a coach who has fucking worked for Bill Belichick and has had a successful head coaching stint? Please tell me. Please give me some names. I'll give you a second on YouTube. But I would love to hear uh, this because um, I want to type in all the names that are actually coaches, okay? Um, so we already know that Josh McDaniels is has been his one of his best assistants. But having said that, um, he's also been a horrible head coach. Okay? Just make sure we're clear. Uh, my question to you was, what assistants have allowed have been good when they leave Bill Belichick? That's the question. No, Nick Saban worked with say uh with Belichick they were both assistants before he was before Belichick became the head coach I think of the Browns they were assistants together actually first um I don't count Saban as one of Belichick's uh he didn't groom Belichick I mean Saban Belichick didn't groom Saban so um all I know is that Belichick's had 17 assistants, I want to say. I'm trying to pull it up, but it's fucking giving me all this drama. I think he had 17 assistants become head coaches. I'm just trying to find who they are. Um, okay, here we go. Yeah, these guys aren't even worth talking about. I'm not even going to bring up some of these names because they're nobodies right now. So, God damn. Who's that? Wake up. All right. So, Josh McDaniels was the head coach. Denver Broncos was horrible. I don't really see Adam Gase has been fucking horrible, awful, right? Um, Joe Judge so far has been shitty. I mean, what has he done? I mean, a, a Giants might be a little better playing harder maybe, but fuck. They said that about old boy that started crying yesterday for the Lions too. Well, they're playing harder. Well, playing harder don't fucking win you games. Uh, sorry. I'm just telling you. The fucking, it don't win you games. Charlie Weiss was a horrible fucking head coach, just so we're clear. Great OC for him. Horrible head coach, right? Um, Romeo Cornell. Man, been pretty shitty as a head coach. As a head coach. Bill O'Brien. Man. Eh. Shitty as fuck in the NFL as a head coach. He was all right for Penn State for a minute. I give him credit because he took over after the paternal era. So, um, Matt Patricia. Matt was fucking horrible. 
as a head coach, right? Brett Bielema has been fucking horrible at Illinois, even though this is his first year. That tells you something about Nebraska because they fucking beat Nebraska. <laughs> Ain't one since. But Jed Fish is my point here. He was the last coach to leave there and get a head job, University of Arizona. He is from New Jersey, okay? He's from New Jersey. And again, my point being, when everyone asks me, who should the SC coach be? Well, it can't be a motherfucker from the East Coast. Jed Fish can't even go to Arizona and relate to the players. You think the motherfucker's going to come to the fucking West Coast to L.A. and relate to the inner city South Central kid? Wake the fuck up, Stephen A. Smith and all you ESPN professional analysts who think that just throwing a name out of a hat that was a coordinator for Belichick deserves to be a head college coach. No, it doesn't work that way. Head college coaches are horrible in the NFL. NFL coordinators are horrible in college. No, bro. Dion is not a fucking legitimate head coach for a major program. I do believe he'll be the next head coach at Florida State. Watch. That's how crazy this is. It's a political fucking commercialized business now. Hiring and firing of college and NFL coaches is becoming a fucking commercialized. He's popular. He's this. He's the son of him. He knows this. He coached for Bilicek. Bilicek hasn't had an assistant worth a shit when he leaves yet. That tells you this is a Bilicek-ran organization, and as great as he's been, I give him a huge downfall as not producing better coaches. Coaches should be fucking learning from this guy if he's so great. Why are the coaches failing at mass proportions when they leave Bill Belichick? Bill O'Brien, Roman Cornell, fucking all these dudes. Josh McDaniels had to come back, right? He had to come back to his mama's titty to be good again. But Stephen A. thinks he should be the next head coach of USC. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. He was a GA at Michigan State for one fucking year in 1999. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's just it's just so fucking frustrating to see these dudes that got PhDs who hire these fucking search firms to hire a coach for a campus of kids they've never met. You can't tell me that shit ain't ignorant, but it is what it is. I got a lot to discuss about. It's going to be a long show, man. So hopefully you're, you're in for the long haul here. Um, you know... I got so much shit to discuss here. I'm just trying to rethink about a lot of shit. You know me. I just wing a lot of this shit. Um, I got. Yeah, man. SC looks bad, dog. Like Utah should not be beating USC. Not like that. Not like that. They should not be beating USC. I'm just telling you. But it is what it is, man. Um, why are the so-called walk by faith, not by sight, Christian, uh, quarterbacks, the softest motherfuckers, why are they the ones that are spineless? <laughs> like, well, fuck JC. If you coach long enough, you could have a winning record. He said Bill O'Brien had a winning record at Penn State and Houston. 
Well, like I said, you, you coach 16 games a season. So, you know, he did go to the playoffs a couple of years. But that's does that define success to you? Because last time I heard you got fired. He got fired because there's a fucking deal here. You either win the Super Bowl or you fail. That's what the NFL is, just so we're clear. So winning record means deadly shit. Um, just so we clarify that shit, JC. Sorry to burst your bubble. Um, Jet Fish is promoting fucking orange juice tweets after getting his ass beat by UCLA, who's also shitty. And he's taking heat for it because he left New England Patriots. And he's 0-5 at the University of Arizona. They look worse than they have in years. But you fired a Sumlin who at least had a decent amount of people, uh, you know, did a decent job there. Not great either, but he was doing decent. But they look absolutely fucking atrocious. Like, that's the worst Arizona team I've seen. Now, I can't blame Fish for all the talent because he only gets so many scholarships. He just took the job. We please understand all that. But you can look at coaching. You can look at effort. You can look at buy-in. And Arizona looks so bad. It's unbelievable. So, I don't know. It looks pretty shitty there. I, it's just a lot of shit to discuss. I'm just looking at it. But the Christian quarterback who claims that he's untouchable, he walks by faith and not by sight. Listen, you can't contradict yourself and tell me you walk by faith and not by sight. You know what that means? Because I have that tattoo on my right calf, by the way. I have the tattoo on my calf right there. See that right there? That says I walk by faith and not by sight. You know why I got that shit? I hated to fly. So we had, when I was in the NFL briefly in Arena League in Europe, I actually had to, I, I said, you know what? Fuck, I don't like flying. I don't like anything out of my control. So I said, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I believe I walk by faith, not by sight. That's something I truly believe in. I've always said you cannot give a person a heart transplant. And if you're a Bible goer or a Bible reader, it tells you in there that, you know, this, this world's not based on intellect. Now, listen, I'm not a fucking super, I'm not a political guy. I'm not into fucking Christianity and Catholicism. I'm not a huge uh, religious guy. I believe church is happening right fucking now on YouTube. I don't mean I need to go give some crooked ass fucking pastor, preacher, priest, or fucking pedophile fuck some money so they can go build a million dollar mansion and not help a motherfucking soul. So I choose to have church this way. (laughs) But I'm the realest motherfucker you know, and that's the reason that people don't really want to say the truth, but I'm going to always say the truth. So... Faith is belief in something that doesn't have evidence. Fuck that. That's what Jay said. So we're not going to get into a religious battle here. My point is, if you say you walk by faith and not by sight, right? You should not fear another man who puts on his pants 
one leg at a time like you do when we both make millions of dollars and you curl up like a little bitch and is scared to get hit when you wear a bunch of pads and gear. The word Christian and faith and all these terms get thrown around by the softest motherfuckers I know that I've ever known and that I still know to this day. You can talk all the shit you want about the Bible and who you believe in, but you can't get your heart transplanted, brother. You can't pull out your heart and give me another one. You got to dig deep eventually and find out that you got some nuts or guts or you don't. And a lot of these motherfuckers don't have no nuts and guts. So my point is, stop fucking talking about walk by faith, not by sight. Because walking by faith and not by sight means you will walk into the streetlights with no headlights on, dark as fuck, pitch black, and knowing you're going to come out on the other side unharmed. Am I wrong? Wentz, Carr, Foles, fucking, there's a shitload of quarterbacks out there. Now, Pat McAfee, my good friend, and all his crew think that Wentz is a nutty, gutty fucking dude that goes out and puts his ass on the line. That's what they say. I I don't watch it like that to me. I think the motherfucker's a dumb idiot, and he's horrible, underachieving, overhyped, maybe because he throws his body out there. <laughs> The last time I checked is we have such a thing in the NFL called merchandise. And you're supposed to be protecting the merchandise. The quarterback who makes the most money in the NFL is the merchandise. He's supposed to be protected. And it's a perfect segue to lead into the Daniel Jones, who I think is really, really good, who's going to be special. For Jason Garrett to boot him to his left naked in the red zone blows my mind it blows my fucking mind that you're an NFL coordinator former NFL head coach and boots a right-handing quarterback right-handed quarterback left naked meaning there's no throw option no tight end in the flat no fullback no fucking receiver crossing there's no option for this motherfucker But yet, you naked boot him and you concuss his ass. And now, this motherfucker's probably out a couple weeks. Who knows the long-term effects it's given on him, put it on him. And now, Daniel Jones, your fucking quarterback, along with Saquon Barkley, who I mentioned, if I don't, I didn't mention on a nationally publicized show, Pat McAfee show, that he was damaged goods. Did I not? You guys can go back and rewind if you want to see it. I said Saquon Barkley is damaged goods, man. Running backs are a dime a dozen. They last very short-lived. They're very short-lived in the NFL. Once you get hurt in a certain manner, you're very, very hard. It's very, very hard to come back and ball, man. Just telling you. And then other parts of your body start to break down, and then you start getting hurt easily in other parts because your body compensates for the knee. Now your ankle's weak. Now he did roll it pretty fucking bad. But my point being is, He's damaged goods, man. I haven't seen the same Saquon Barkley as any of you. (laughs) 
I understand he's trying to play. Then you can't play in the NFL if you're not full go. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But Carr is who I said he was, man. And then you got these Keyshawn Johnson cats, who's a good dude, L.A. bred and born and bred. But Keyshawn said he was MVP. I'm like, what? Keyshawn said he's MVP? Holy shit. MVP of what? The Walk by Faith, Not by Sight League? Oh, fuck, man. I'm like Dave Chappelle, dog. You make yourself laugh. It's just funny as fuck. Um, By the way, Mac Jones saved the Patriots season, in my opinion, by beating the fucking horrible Texans with a fucking great banana ball, we call it, a two ball over the backers or corners head to to give him that touchdown the other day. He's still having a pretty good rookie year, even though I, I believe they're a very average football team. I think New England's really, really struggling. Um. So, I don't know, but I just think it's a fucking contradicting, you're talking, you just talk. Everyone talks. Nobody walks. Nobody walks no more. Everybody talks. Car, don't say you walk by faith and not by sight and you fucking ball up when a motherfucker is not even close to you. When you can step up. Dog, you can't play this game scared. I'm just going to be honest. You cannot play this game scared, not at quarterback. You first, A, lost your team. B, you cannot make plays that way. Your team will forget. Your, you, your coaching staff and your players have lost faith in you. Have the Raiders and the Jaguars lost faith in their leader? John Gruden had an email 11 years ago come out to the Players Association chief of staff calling him dumb, uneducated, da-da-da-da-da. And there's supposedly some racist comments in the email. He says he's not racist. Uh... You know, I got a good friend, Marcus Tuyasopos, coaches at Cal now. He played for Gruden. He loves Gruden. But then Keyshawn came out and said he's a horrible human. This is a guy that played for Gruden and won a Super Bowl with him. Said he's a horrible human. But he didn't say he was racist, but he said racist things are now coming out, which is not a surprise. So have the players lost, has, has he lost the locker room with the Raiders? is the question I have. I did see something interesting if the novice fan doesn't look at like I probably do. But if you had if you noticed, I take it two ways. Urban Meyer, same question. Has he lost the locker room? You know, this is what happens in the NFL. The NFL is not high school or college or youth football, okay? These guys get paid a lot of money. They're grown men now. They have families. They have business deals. They have shoe contracts. They have this. They have that. They make more money than most of the head coaches, the big-time players do anyway. And so having said that, you know, 
Do you understand that crying in front of grown men doesn't go over very well? I'm just going to be honest. Players will play hard for you. Sure. They might play hard for Campbell. All right. They may not have a quit in them. But eventually, 0-5 is going to be all the crying you need. Crying does not win football games at that level. Crying is not the recipe for success with grown folks. They don't give a fuck about you crying. This isn't high school. Like, I've cried. People ask me, Coach, have you ever cried after losing a game? No. I haven't because I have to keep the same face whether I win or lose. I am the leader of the pack. It ain't about me. It's about us. So that being said, why the fuck am I going to cry? Nobody feels sorry for me. Nobody gives a fuck. You guys make more money than me. I need to lead you in a way that is unique enough to get you to run through a wall for me, even though you look down on me possibly because you make more money than me. People don't look at it like that. Campbell, in my opinion, may have just lost his locker room as the big, bad, tough guy fucking yell, bite your kneecap off. Duh, 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 duh. You can't bite a motherfucker's kneecap off in one statement and then cry to a bunch of grownups in another. <laughs> Where the fuck is happening, people? Who the fuck are we hiring out here, owners? Holy fuck, look at some of these head coaches in the NFL. It's the worst I've ever fucking seen it. College coaching is the worst I've ever fucking seen it. College football is as bad as I have ever seen it. But what do I know? I keep pointing out all these things. Everyone keeps seeing it over and over and over and over. And now they're all saying, damn, JB actually was right. Because you don't fucking listen to my message. You just hear my tone. Gruden is a guy that has really never really been a great head coach. If we think about it. He inherited a fucking Tony Dungy's defense with Warren Sapp and fucking Barber and all these dudes. And schemed a team that had all his former players on it. And knew every single thing that was going to happen. And beat them in a Super Bowl. With an old Jerry Rice finishing off his career. So, and then you go into ESPN, and then now you're a head coach again, making $100 million a year. I like Chucky for what he is. I don't know him. Uh, I like him for what he is, but like, you know, comes from a Midwest. Old man, his dad was a head coach. His dad was a college coach. He got his career. I think he started off at SEMO, Southeast Missouri State or Missouri Western. I, I, I know he was out there in Missouri coaching as a youngster. Gruden was with his dad. You know, it's all who you know, not what you know. You know that. I don't know, man. Have the black coaches lost interest in him in that locker room? I don't know. And has the Jaguars lost interest in Urban Meyer 
after he didn't fly back with him. Note that I said he didn't fly back with them. That is the key ingredient in this discussion, in my opinion. Him not flying back is worse than fingering the little girl's booty. That's what I need to tell you. Because at the end of the day, fingering the booty is a public... uh, disrespectful slap in his wife and family's face, but it has nothing to do with his football team. Agreed? When it became part of the football team's issue is you fingered the little booty and then you didn't fly back with your team after a loss in which you've shown progress and you're getting better. But you didn't fly back with your team and now... It looks like, eh, fuck it. He shitted on us. The interesting thing I want to point out to the novice fan that maybe didn't see is Urban Meyer, with the support of a few players, slapping him on the ass during the game the other day. He challenged a, 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 a play. He challenged a play, and the players actually slapped him on the ass like, let's roll, let's go. So, has Urban actually won the locker room back? Did he never lose it? Or were those guys slapping him on the ass like, we know you're gone, we're fucking with you? Because I heard that he went in and told some group, had some group meetings, and they literally laughed him out of the building. That's the rumor I'm hearing from a few buddies of mine. So, that being said, are they being a smart ass with him and slapping him on the ass? Or have, are they believing in him? And uh, buying in. I don't know. I believe it's a recipe for disaster with him and Gruden. And I, and I believe winning solves a lot of issues in college. You can get through it. You could be a shitbird. You could be a fucking. Look at our Bryles, right? He's running a straight fucking like a pedophile fucking rink in Baylor. And he gets a head job again in high school. So, I mean, come on. Think about it. Um. If SC hired Meyer right now, they would lose all, if they have any integrity, they would have lost it because you hire a guy now who's fingering, looks like a college student, and you're going to hire him to lead your college kids, and then you're going to go into a home and in an interview, or you're going to be in a recruiting a parent, and what are you going to say? Like, what do you tell me as a parent that I'm going to believe, Urban. I'm going to get your son the best education in the world. I'm going to get him graduated. I'm going to get him to the NFL. And we're going to do that with the stinky finger. What are you teaching? What are you going to tell me that's going to be like, huh? well, you're a great leader. Yeah, sure. You can't. You're fucked. Like, you are fucked. So, I don't know. It looks like it's a bad situation for Urban to be in because now I think he's all in with the Jags because you have to fucking win because if you lose, I believe the number of colleges that will hire you have really, really shrunk in size. I don't believe there's a lot of schools that will fuck with him right away right now. After the whole finger debacle. So, I don't know. 
my college recap, um, Bama lost to an average A&M team. Alabama looks as about as average as they, ha- as they have looked in a while. I've been saying Alabama's look pretty average. I think Al- Georgia's looks a lot better. They have more convincing wins, dominant wins. Um, you know, BYU, somebody asked me, is BYU my favorite team? No. No. Um, but a good friend of mine, Kalani Sataki, is the head coach there. And I think he's doing a great job. I think he should be a fucking USC candidate. He's from here. He's a Polynesian. He fucking deserves it. Polys are the next best thing, in my opinion. People don't understand. Polynesian is the new black coach. So you guys out there that don't realize what I'm saying here is when these old white coaches were Division One coaches years ago, they started saying, oh, fuck, we have to recruit black kids. Well, we better start hiring black coaches. Well, that really did well, right? You still didn't get a lot of head coaches being of color. You still didn't get no fucking NFL head coaches. They're still less than they were a couple years ago. College coaches, they're less than they were. But anyway, you want to hire black coaches because you need black kids, right? That's these old good old boy philosophy. Not me. I can fucking do it with or without you. The bottom line is, my point being is, Polynesians now is the new black coach. Polys now are a on the come up as a coach, and that was never thought of before. There wasn't a lot of poly coaches before. George, good friend of mine, runs Aiga. Polynesian, huge Polynesian, uh, helps a lot of Polynesian kids. Um, you got, you know, you got all the, you know, my boy Yona at Mount Sac. You got a lot of fucking, uh, you know, poly pride, a lot of, uh, poly camps out there now. Um, a lot of things going on positive and a lot of polys now are balling. Obviously not just the O and D lineman that it once was years ago. Now you got athletic polys out there playing skilled positions like the Troy Palomalus and the, and the, uh, Ray Malugas and all these different players, right? Now that you have athletes playing, now Polly's starting to become a lot more relevant. And now Polly coaches are the thing. You got my boy Big Joe Salavea at Oregon, um, who's a go-getter, who's helped build Oregon into what they are. Um, you got a lot of Polly coaches out there in high, you know, Kalani obviously, Tongan coach out at, at, at BYU. You got uh, uh my boy over at uh Navy, who's turned down a lot of jobs to stay at Navy, um, so they say. So, my point being is, Kalani has as good enough shot at this thing turning SC around as anyone else. I don't see no other fucking legitimate ass coach out there fucking doing no shit. So, Toko Uso, what up, brother? Uh... I don't know, man. I just see it. It's a, it's a fucking bullshit deal. I think that he deserves as much shot as anyone else because I don't see nobody else from Cali, number one, that you need to have, in my opinion. You need a West Coast, California, L.A., if possible, dude that can ball out and get these dudes um, to the next level. And that's a program infrastructure, redo culture, restructure a culture and environment that is now conducive to winning. You need to, 
you need to hire somebody that's going to have that. And look what he's done at BYU. I think he's done a great job. They lost to an upsetting Boise State the other night. And, and BYU has been hampered with injuries. Quarterback, they played three QBs this season. That tells you about the Pac-12, though, just so we're clear. BYU has beat basically the entire fucking Pac-12 South. <laughs> Arizona State, by the way, only has one loss this year. It's to BYU. And BYU loses to Boise, who was 2-3, and three, I think. Like, the Pac-12 is bad, man. It's fucking bad. It is not very good. And I just don't get it. I don't get when you have four, well, you did have four Heisman candidates in the country who are from L.A. in your backyard. When the best O&D linemen in the country at all these different schools are from L.A. in your backyard, and you're not getting them, you wonder why you're shitty. I don't know, man. pac 12s bad. And then you play at midnight. Like, the East Coast is your votes. They're your votes. So if you are winning, even Oregon fucked that off by losing to Stanford. If, if you are winning games, you're playing at a time where the voters can't even watch you any fucking way because you're playing at midnight on the East Coast. Like, I was watching UCLA, Arizona the other night. We were at a casino chilling for an event. And I'm like, first of all, it's horrible football, number one. Number two, it's 11 o'clock at night, and the game's still on. On the West Coast, it's 11 at night, and that game was on. Who the fuck wants to watch that? <laughs> like, come on, dog. Yeah, sad boy. Long Beach guy moved to Philly, and he can't even watch Pac-12. Number one, he can't watch it because he's probably fucking sleep. Number two, it's just bad football. It's just fucking bad football. And you got this guy, Jed Fish, who's at Arizona, who's fucking just ripping the program apart, in my opinion. Another Bilicek guy who's horrible as a head coach. This guy's my age, by the way. He's 45. Oh, fuck, man. Um, Georgia looks like they're the clear best team in football by themselves this year. Um, I think they'll play Alabama. I think Alabama will still be in the playoffs because they won't lose again. And uh, Kentucky looks like they're good, man. But I'm just, you know, I'm scared of a Kentucky team when you don't know their true talent at the O and D line position. Even though I have a player at Kentucky playing O line, I voted, I rooted against them against LSU. I didn't root against them. I just picked LSU to beat them. I will never do that again. As far as LSU, LSU as as I've said is just not a very well coached football team. They had a great run with the 19 team with Burrow. The OC, the coaching staff, the players, the talent was all there. Chase and everybody was there. They had a, it was just the timing of the alignment of the stars were right for good old Ed Ogeron. Okay. Ed Ogeron's a good D line coach and a good motivating recruiter. He's not a good head coach and he's a good friend and I like Ed. But it's just the truth, man. It's, it's just some people don't belong in that seat. And uh, to me, LSU should not be eight and eight in their last sixteen ball games. Just not. It can't happen. I, I just you think you have too many resources. You have too many facilities. You have fucking too much to lose. 
But it goes for all those teams, man, besides maybe Vanderbilt and my, probably Kentucky, even though Kentucky to me has still has some great facilities and shit. I love Kentucky's facilities for their football program. But Tennessee's looks like they're decent. But the, the SEC is not a great fucking league either, people. Let's just be clear about this thing. The SEC is not what you think it is. Tennessee is coming up now to become an instant contender with who's the next best team in that deal? Ole Miss? <laughs> I thought the SEC played all this fabulous defense. <laughs> I've seen some of the highest scoring games in the SEC in the last few years. <laughs> I've seen Mike Leach come in there and throw for 500 yards to beat LSU game one last year. And this year, Ole Miss... It seems they're in a shootout every game except for Alabama game where Alabama looked good, but then good old Jimbo Fisher seemed to have Nick's number. And he's always actually put up points against Nick uh, Saban because I think he knows Saban very well. And this is also Nick's oldest assistant coach who's probably been the most successful as a offensive coordinator or so-called offensive minded guru all these different words and terms are thrown out there about Jimbo Fisher he had Nick's number the other day they also returned a kick though that was crucial which is unlike Saban's special teams unit to give up um so A&M beat him and uh that was just a shocker right so Florida State beats North Carolina. North Carolina is supposed to be Jermaine Johnson, my former player's player of the week again. He's balling out at Florida State. Shout out to Jermaine. North Carolina was supposed to be the heir apparent to Clemson. They were on the way up. They had this, they had that. They are balling. Da, 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 da. Florida State, who lost to Jacksonville State, just beat you. All this to say what, JB? I've been telling you football has watered down. It's fucking anyone's game any week, except for Georgia, it seems to be this year. Everyone else can be beaten. It's being proven, for what I've been saying for months, Michigan struggled with a Nebraska team who lost to Illinois who hasn't won since. (laughs) Do I need to say that again? Like, Michigan just beat Nebraska, who's very fucking bad, by three points. But yet, Michigan... Everyone thinks they're going to go and be undefeated. Like, does Michigan beat Ohio State this year? I don't know. I don't think Ohio State's as good as they've been. They've played better the last three weeks since the Oregon loss, but I don't believe they're very good. I don't believe Michigan State's that great, even though they're still hanging on undefeated. I don't believe they're that great. Penn State, I believe, has a good defense. I don't know how well their offense is exactly in the same with Iowa. Iowa, I think, will get blown out by uh, by Georgia, by Alabama, probably Kentucky, because they can't score points. So you can't have a defensive team like Iowa. By the way, Iowa has a white secondary. Like, I haven't seen that in years. I don't know if I've ever seen a white secondary playing. Like, this motherfucker got an all-white secondary. I was like, holy fuck, Iowa. Kudos to you for winning games with a white secondary. 
<laughs> like, you got to be some disciplined motherfuckers, and you better play a lot of quarters coverage and fucking play off. But, dog, <laughs> you got a white second. Iowa's team is so white, it blows my mind. So, Kirk Ferentz does a great job. Um, didn't the racist fucking strength conditioning guy come from there that Urban hired? I don't know. It all makes it's weird. All this, uh, it's a lot. It's some weird shit at Iowa going on. Um, whew. But anyway, <laughs> Iowa can't not score versus Georgia because they're not going to score on Georgia either. And then Georgia will score on Iowa. And I just think that game would be ugly. Same with Alabama. Similar. I think Kentucky probably could handle them just a similar way. I think Cincinnati could beat Iowa after watching Cincinnati. I mean, hey, I pick against Cincinnati. I'm still going to keep doing it just because all my haters. But Cincinnati is a good team, obviously, right? Um, See, my point about it is uh, it's not a knock on Cincinnati and and, and saying that they don't deserve to be a powerhouse or nothing, but I'm my point is that football is watered down if Cincinnati is beating power five teams like Notre Dame and these other teams. That's my point about it. It's not a knock on Cincinnati. It's a knock on the power five programs that have million $5 million head coaches, fucking full-on huge, huge fucking... Huge fucking issues with, uh, I mean, huge resources, resources, boosters, money, facilities. You shouldn't lose to Cincinnati. You shouldn't even be in the same ballpark as Cincinnati. Coastal Carolina, my running back, Shamari Jones. I got a linebacker there. I got fucking much respect for what coach is doing at Coastal Carolina. They're in a top 10, I believe, now. They're beating everybody's ass just like Cincinnati is. Those two teams, I believe that would be a great game, those two. But Coastal Carolina should not be beating Power 5 teams or in the discussion. Well, Coach, I think the parody's good. I'm, I'm tired of seeing Alabama and Clemson. That's not my point. I already explained it the other day. I was on the Raw Room show with my boy Darren Bates on YouTube. If you go check it out. It's about... What is going to come down to in the future? What is it doing to the game in the future? The transfer portal kids sitting in the transfer portal, not going to JUCO, sitting around just transferring. There's only so many D1 schools you could go to, dog. There's 2,000 kids in the fucking in the fucking portal. There's only 127 D1 schools. You think every school's taking 30 of you? <laughs> They're taking one of you, maybe. I did pick Iowa to beat Penn State. They did. All right. I got that done. I picked Texas and my boy Sark to beat Oklahoma. That game was a fucking shit show. The game should have been over and done with. I posted a tweet that said, breaking news, Rattler, Spencer Rattler enters the transfer portal. I was fucking around, but at the same time, that just seems like it is what it is, right? It seems like that's the generation we're dealing with. He got his job snatched. The guy comes in, fucking balls, those for what, like 500. They're down 18. They end up winning. Horribly coached defense on Texas's part. Oh, fuck, dude. I don't even know where to start. Uh, so I would have started the day off 2-0. and It would have been a great fucking morning. As I sipped on my fucking whiskey. But 
they give up the same play that actually they gave up earlier in the game. And uh, I picked Ole Miss. They tried to choke it off against Arkansas. Arkansas goes for two. Can't blame them. I don't know. You know, it is what it is. The reason I don't go for two in that scenario is because I want to show my players that you deserve to go into extra innings with these motherfuckers. Right? This is saying. I know I know it's not baseball, you fucking idiots. You deserve to have the extra time to play because you fought back and earned it. So I would have kicked the point in that scenario to at least tell my team, listen, now go play defense, get the ball back if you want to win it. I gave you the opportunity. Um, but he has a better finger on the heartbeat of that team. So I, I assume that the players said, fuck it, let's do it. Let's go for two. They went for two. And I thought it was a very bad design play call because I thought the cue should have been put on the run, giving him a pass run option. Um, I don't believe their quarterback's just a drop back passing guy. I think they tried to run a little power option, which if you don't know what that means, I think they sprinted him a little bit to the right. If you watch the two point play, they had a pulling guard on the back door with a shovel option. That's what similar offense that I run. I think Ole Miss canceled that out, made him throw the football and he was inaccurate with it, and I think he threw it out of bounds. And uh, that's what it was. Ole Miss gets the victory. Um, I picked LSU, obviously. Kentucky beat the shit out of them. LSU is not a very good program right now. I still don't think Oklahoma is a very good program right now. I think they're very overrated again. I think Oklahoma State and them – the winner of that, obviously, will play. I think Texas will hopefully, I would like to see Texas play them again uh, in the championship. Um, Georgia will be a real deciding factor versus Kentucky this week. I just want to see. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't go with Rattler. I think if you noticed, Rattler wasn't even in any clips celebrating with his teammates at all during the whole game after the kid came in and balled out. Like, you got to be a shitbird. I didn't see him in any huddles. I didn't see him supporting the kid that came in. I didn't see anything. And that just shows you the true character of a person. And it shows you where this kid's mindset is. Are you selfish or are you a team guy? Because it ends up translating to life and, and later on. I don't give a fuck what you say. It translates to life later on. And he looks like a shitbird. I've heard he's a shitbird. And uh, I didn't even see him. So who knows? He did tweet out some shit about great team win, I think, like the next day or some shit. So who knows? I don't know. TJ, my one of my former players is in there calling out plays and shit. So they did run the play that my boy T, my Tafa in here is saying. So, yeah. DJ, I probably fucked your last name up again, too. I always did. Um, I got a lot of polys in the room, man. Sad boy. My sad boy's in the room. I got another couple of Usos in here. Um, I don't know. So, I'm going to get to... It's a long show, like I said. I'm going to get to my NFL recap, all right? Just so we're clear. What up, TJ? How you been, man? Um, you still in Long Beach? So, you got to hit me up. So, the Chiefs are not as good as you all thought. But who's the person that's been saying this for a while? 
Want me to raise my hand? Want me to raise my hand for all you that can't see and are listening to it on the podcast? I'm raising my hand because I've been telling you guys, and if you need to go back and listen to some of my podcasts, who's the motherfucker that's been saying that Patrick Mahomes is a gimmick quarterback? Did I not say it two fucking years ago? I literally have a podcast where I said he is a gimmick quarterback and the NFL will figure him out. If you cannot hit the top of your drop and make an accurate throw on time by reading the coverage, you become an improvisational quarterback. And now you have to escape the pocket instead of climb the pocket. And now you have to escape it. And now you have to try to make plays with your feet. And now you make inaccurate throws. And now he's become what he is. And it's a gimmick quarterback. Has you seen him start to just throw everything sidearm? He's fucking throwing balls in the dirt. He's fucking underhanding shit. He's fucking dog. It's a joke. He's a freakishly gifted talent, right? Has a whip on him, quick release, a strong cannon. He can do all these things, very accurate, throws a great ball, can run. But if you're not throwing the football from the pocket on time accurately in the NFL, you will not stand for long. NFL, not for long. Look at Tom Brady. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Even look at Josh Allen. They climb the pocket. Look at Justin Herbert. They climb the pocket and they look to throw the football on time. Why do you think Tom Brady don't get sacked, dog? So how can Tom Brady do it at 40 fucking five years old? And everybody talk all this shit. Well, you can't run. You got to be able to run. You got to be Kyler Murray. (laughs) No, you don't. Kyler Murray's going to be figured out too. I'm trying to tell all you motherfuckers. Justin Fields, how great was he yesterday? What was he, 8 for 24? You guys don't understand, man. remember, Remember Chicago's won a few in a row and everyone's asking for his job, but all of a sudden they're winning the game. And I guarantee you it's going to come down to them and the fucking Packers in that division. But all of a sudden... They're, they have a good defense, fellas. They had a good running back. Montgomery fucked them by getting hurt. They had a real shot at this thing in that division. I'm going to break down each division here in a second. Um, Mahomes is a gimmick quarterback. He's still great talent. I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying he can only sustain and become what everyone thinks he's the fucking premature GOAT if he can stand in the pocket and throw the ball on time and become a more athletic Tom Brady. He better learn how to understand and how to do this or he's going to have a short-lived, overhyped career and everyone's going to say, damn, JB's podcast two years ago called that shit out. Well, Justin Herbert looks light years ahead of him right now, just so we're clear. And he's a really a rookie. He's really a rookie, but he got thrown into it last year because they fucking almost killed Tyrod Taylor. So, anyway, um, Justin has the it factor. The Raiders have the fake fucking Christian quarterback. Um, they are who we thought they were. They have a head coach issue now. Um 
The Raiders lack outside presence, and it's very easy to double-team the best tight end in football or the best pass-catching tight end, Waller. And the Chiefs and Broncos are average at best. The Broncos have not enough playmakers, in my opinion. So the AFC West started off great. Everyone was hyped, and now it's shitty. Okay? The AFC West now has become one of the shittier conferences, in my opinion, even though first three, four weeks, they look like ball busters. Now they're fucking average at best. The chi- the the Chargers are the cream of the crop in that division, and I believe they're going to win that division. Um, yeah, the Steelers. The Bills are legit. They're number one on offense. They're number one on defense. The Cardinals, they're winning a lot of games out west, but I can't see them going deep into the playoffs. Um, I think the Rams will come back and, in my opinion, will will beat them out. The Seahawks, I believe, are done with Russell Wilson getting hurt, um, and the Niners have real QB issue. Lance is not ready at all. Trey Lance is not ready at all. He doesn't look like he's ready. He doesn't look like he's ever really been coached up. Um, he doesn't understand that he needs to throw to the fucking tight end a little differently five yards away than he does a deep bang eight route. <laughs> like this motherfucker's throwing the football 100 miles an hour to every single receiver, no matter how far they are apart. And then he drops his head and tries to run over an NFL linebacker in safety and almost breaks his neck and almost dies on the field. Like people don't really look at all this little shit. Trey Lance is not even close. There's a reason Garoppolo was going to start and play. Garoppolo wins football games regardless if he's flashy and pretty and all that shit. Um, the Niners are really in a bad situation now. I think the Rams are only going to get better. I think the Rams division to lose. Them and the Cardinals will play it out to win that division. I think those two teams go to the playoffs. I don't think the Niners and the, and the uh, Seahawks make it this year, even though it looked like all four teams were going to make it. I think only two get out of there now. Um, the NFC East, the Jets are horrible. We know the program and organization is shitty. Um, I've already discussed my whole Zach uh, – uh, take on the QB. I thought he's. I think he's really good and special. You think he can be really good, but he's got to stop looking like everyone owes him something. Um, the Dolphins are a disappointment to some, not to me. I told everybody from the gate, two is not the guy. And in, since he's been hurt, they've actually been way worse. Um, they have no backup. Brissett is trying, but he. They just. They don't have anything either. I think that. They busted their nut last year. I don't believe they're very good. Um, so the NFC East with a, a very, it just they, even though they spent all that fucking money, Belichick did to try to come back and try to get back at Brady for winning it last year at the Bucks, they look bad. The Buck, the, the New England Patriots, I think, are imploding, and I believe the reign is over officially. So the NFC East is the Bills, obviously. Um, Right now in the AFC, it's them and the Chargers, in my opinion. Uh, that'd be a great game to see. The Texans and the the Colts, the Titans and the and uh, that that Central is just <laughs> the Texans are a bad football team, especially without Deshaun. Um, you don't have a real shot 
on offense. You have no playmakers. Um, Bill O'Brien crippled that fucking organization with D Hop and fucking JJ Watt, and they've—I mean—they've done some horrible things on uh, as a management situation. Even though I'm not a manager, so I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about. But at the same time, obviously, you've seen a lot of talent leave that organization. Jacksonville Jaguars are who they are. Does Urban even make it out? Who knows. The Colts play tonight versus the Ravens. We'll see them get exploited with an overhyped Carson Wentz, in my opinion, second most overrated quarterback in the NFL after Baker Mayfield. And then um, who else is in that shitty division? Jags, Texans, Colts, and Titans, right? (laughs) Yeah. The Titans are the only team in that division to have a shot. Uh, But Julio looks old. You know, how much can you run Derrick Henry? Like, that's why NFL running backs don't fucking make it very long. So, I don't know. AFC North, um, Steelers are very bad. I think the Ravens um, are going to come down to the Ravens, Cleveland, and Cincinnati, who's a much improved team. Burrow looks good. Cincinnati's good. Chase is a nice receiver. They have some nice weapons, a good running game. They're better on defense. They should have beat the Packers yesterday to go 4-1. and one. Cleveland, who has a great defense in that division, shows up yesterday and blows it on defense. They looked horrible. The Chargers did what they wanted. Justin Herbert throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns on a Cleveland defense who's supposed to be great. There's truly some issues there with Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield. And I would be pissed if I was Odell Beckham as well. Why do you have me here if we can't get you the football? I mean, Baker threw for 300 yards. Yippee, yippee, fucking yay. I think he threw for two touchdowns. Yippee, yippee, fucking yay. But did you see his throws? Have you watched him play this year? Have you seen the throws that he makes that they ask him to make? He cannot read coverage and throw the ball accurately on time. He improvises everything. He only throws the ball to the fucking tight end in the flat and the running backs. When does he complete a curl, a dig, a post, or a fade? He underthrows everything long. He out-of-bound throws fucking fade balls. He underthrows fucking dig balls. He's inaccurate as shit when it comes to intermediate throws, 18 to 15 yards. And they're in a one two-minute drill last night to beat the Chargers. And the motherfucker throws the ball to the back three times and the tight end over the middle. They gained 12 yards in a minute and 20 seconds. And now he's having to throw Hail Mary. Like, dog, it's a two-minute drill. You have to throw balls to the sticks. Get out of bounds. Dig routes. Posts. Comebacks. Backs in the flat, gaining three yards. (laughs) Dog, they're scared to throw with him. I'm trying to tell you as a play caller. You cannot throw certain routes and schematics and schemes if you are unsure about your trigger man. So... Steelers look horrible still, in my opinion. Uh, They look old because Ben looks old, and that's just how it is. Um, Juju got hurt, even though I don't believe he's a one receiver. He hasn't been really good since fucking AB left because Juju's really not a number one. He's a number two. But they got him as a number one, and look at their offense suffering. 
Anyway, I'm not going to get into all the Steelers. I'm not a Steelers basher or nothing. My boy's O-line coach there. Shout out Adrian Clem. Um, that's kind of my take on the NFC North. Tonight, the Ravens play. You already know I love Lamar Jackson. I just don't know if he'll ever win a Super Bowl because unless he can throw the ball on time, on rhythm, and not escape like Baker Mayfield and all these other cats, Kyler Murray and all these other motherfuckers, they're not going to win a Super Bowl. But Ravens have a good defense, a great running game, and Lamar is the it factor until they can stop him and make him throw the football. He will gash the Colts tonight, in my opinion. The Chargers seem to have that league on the wraps in the AFC West, like I said. Cowboys are light years ahead of the bad NFC East. The Eagles, Giants, and Washington no-name team have no quarterback. Daniel Jones was the second-best QB in that division, and he gets hurt because the coordinator put him in a horrible fucking spot. The Packers and the Rodgers are pulling away, but the Bears, who everybody wanted fired to Nagy, is the second-best team in that division. Um, Justin Fields just isn't ready by any means, but they got a great defense. The Lions play hard for a guy, but will not. that won't stop him if they don't win. Like, I'm just telling you. Um, the Vikings are average. Cousins can't make big plays when it counts. So the Vikings are hamstrung. It's another similar situation as a car in the Raiders. The Cousins just can't get over the hump. Can't do it when it counts. Um, I posted a tweet yesterday. Stop running the quarterback. Stop running quarterback sneaks. People keep saying, oh, Coach Tom Brady runs it. And it's designed. If you haven't watched Tom Brady run it, like they fucking block it. Everyone else running it, just so we're clear, NFL quarterbacks do not run. They don't want to run quarterback sneaks. It is wasting a play. Hand the football off to the back. Do something innovative. The quarterback don't want to run a quarterback sneak. Carr got jacked the fuck up one night just after I tweeted, stop running quarterback sneaks and not getting first downs. You're wasting plays. You're wasting my Sundays watching good football. Hand the ball to the fucking guy that gets paid to run the ball. Quarterbacks don't get paid to run the ball. All right? Lamar does, but that's about it. Um... They don't want to run the ball. I'm telling you they don't want to run quarterback sneak. Please understand. Take my word on this. Um, I talked about Dan Campbell crying. Nobody really gives a fuck. It's not high school. Um, who's Who the fuck has, has kind of... The Dodgers tied the Giants, by the way, with no Max Muncie, with no Kershaw. Um, we the hated ones, even though Robertson, the fucking baseball coach for the Giants, I don't even know, were cool and kicking it before the game. I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing now? That's no wonder we're so soft. But anyway, uh, I think the Dodgers play tonight in L.A. That'll be heated. Um, Dodgers dominated the Giants last game. Scherzer goes tonight, Aaron said. Good to know. Not a baseball guy like that. Who's uh, Who knows about these... Uh, these I tweeted a post last night when I saw the fucking late hit on uh, on the fucking quarterback. Did you see that last night? I posted a tweet that the NFL signed a contract with fucking Vagisil because you got to be shitting me with some of these calls. I mean, holy fuck. A regular tackle was not even near targeting or personal. Con- and, and, and they fucking threw that flag. It blew my mind on that Chiefs game last night. Um, It was on Josh Allen, by the way, by the Chiefs. Chiefs 
fans, I'm just telling you guys, without the with the gimmick QB and Mahomes, and then you got no Chris Jones playing, and then you putting him out of position at D end. So when you play like a Ravens or anybody that can run some read option on you, Chris Jones is in no man's land. Chris Jones needs to go back inside. And I'm telling a 30-year NFL veteran coach, Spagnola, who's given up 38 points a game, by the way, who I think is probably going to have to get fired. Andy Reid's going to have to probably fire him just on GP to make something happen because of their underperforming. You know, the Chiefs don't have a big three no more, like everyone thinks. They have Tyreek Hill, and they have the tight end. What's his name? I'm drawing a blank. So, Travis Kelsey, right? They have those two. They have no run game. They have no defense. That's a bad juju for winning football games in the NFL. Bad recipe. No run game and no defense. (laughs) You can't just throw the ball 100 times a game, and you don't have a third receiver. At least you had Sammy Watkins last year, even though he's slow and old. You don't have a third receiver. Like Everyone thinks the, the, the Chiefs have all these weapons. You really look outside in, you don't. Who do you have? Hardman? Hardman's a return guy. He's not really a fucking route runner. He's not really a fuck. He's not really a guy that can go over in the middle and catch some shit. Um, well, if the Seahawks fire the DC, it's fucking, they're going to have to fire Pete Carroll, bro. <laughs> you think Pete Carroll don't run the D? Come on, man. So you got Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. That's really it. Did you see how the Bills schemed them last night? They doubled and bracketed and fucked over and pressed at the line of scrimmage. Travis Kelsey, they took him out of the ball game. And you had Tyreek Hill do what you do, Tyreek. By the way, you're going to drop a ball, get pick sixth. And in the rain, go ahead, throw the ball 100 fucking times in the rain. The Bills love to see that. I would have made you throw the ball too. Because why not? In the rain, you muddy gutty, you want to run the football. The Chiefs cannot run the football. And then Hilaire gets hurt. He's done for like three weeks probably at least. The Chiefs are in a bad situation. They better fire the coach. Um, who looks at the TikTok challenges out here now? How about... <laughs> Title of this show, as you know, you know, is the attitude of gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. We don't have it no more. You know what I'm saying? And parents at the household, I'm gonna end this show here. We're going on two hours. The 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 home front is not challenging kids to challenge themselves to be better. I don't know what else, how else to say that. I guess that's what I wanted to say. We're not challenging ourselves to be better. We're allowing kids to create TikTok videos to beat each other up in high school bathrooms to slap teachers. I just want to make sure we're clear here. If you do a TikTok challenge and you try to slap me, I'm going to jail. And then I'm going to post bail. I'm going to get out of jail. I'm going to your house And I'm going to choke your daddy out. And I'm going to bring a bitch from Compton with me to beat your mama's ass. And then I'm going to jail again. Then when I fucking post out, I'll resign as the teacher or be fired. And then maybe it'll hit TMZ because of who I am. 
and then you will learn. Because I will fuck you up, little kid, first of all. There's challenges out there to slap teachers. <laughs> like, where are we at, society? That's the thing. It is not on the teacher to fucking discipline you. Pre-arrival to my class. Do you understand what I just said? It's not my job to discipline you pre-game. Period. It is your mommy and daddy's job to discipline you prior to your arrival to an educational facility. Just like it is their job to educate you prior to arrival to a fucking grocery store and call people ma'am and sir and say thank you and say please. It actually goes a long fucking way and look someone in the eye and shake someone's hand and not try to fucking drop trash all over the fucking parking lot, throw it out your car. Like, I see motherfuckers just throw shit out of the car. I'm like, dog. I had to tell a motherfucker. I said, really, dog? You just going to drop it right here in front, huh? And he just looked at me like shocked. Like, he didn't even say nothing back because real recognized real, A. He was a big brother, too. And I'm like, homie, why don't you pick that shit up, dog? And you know what? The cat did not say nothing, and he picked it up. It's a trip. Kids actually want discipline. Quit being scared to issue it. Why are you fuckers so scared? They actually need it and want it and earn yearn it. They yearn for a discipline. But you motherfuckers are scared to give it because you all want to kiss ass and suck dicks and give out fucking participation trophies because you want the best player to play on your team and not transfer. You don't want to tell him the harsh reality of life that if you don't make it, son, you're probably not going to fucking go to the NFL and you probably need to get a degree. And son, you're not good enough. You cannot make it in the division one level, but I will teach you how to be a better man if you go through my football program. And guess what? I need a lot of guys like you to make us a good team. You're a culture setter. You're going to set the culture. You're going to do great in the classroom. You're going to be a great fucking human being in life. But nah, let's tell them, no, fuck it. Be a shitbird. Go out and slap a teacher. Do what you want to do. And I, I just, you know, I wish the parent would come to the school when the kid slapped the teacher. And then when I grabbed that motherfucker and slam him, I wish the parent would come up and try to talk shit and want, to, want some smoke. I just wish it would happen. So I could check the parent and be like, yo, bitch made motherfucking ass is the reason your bitch made kid is like he is. <laughs> Let's make sure we're no, no mistake about this shit. You're the fucking reason. It ain't the kid's fault. It's your motherfucking fault for the reason we are how we are. But I don't know, man. But TikTok challenges. How about we make a fucking challenge to fucking do better? <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's unbelievable, man. I'm just telling you, dog. I, I'm not going to. I don't know how I'm going to do 
if I ever taught or do any of these things, I don't know how I'm going to do it. If one of these motherfuckers, they're disrespectful, rude fucks, don't grasp the concept. But see, I've never had that issue. See, that's what administrators don't get. I've never had the disrespectful issue to worry about. Because once again, people, real recognizes real. I guarantee you those motherfucking kids know who to test and know who not to test. I motherfucking bet you a dollar to dimes that the motherfuckers ain't going to fucking test my ass. And if they did, there would be the last one they test. But that's the issue. Yeah, I, I don't see no, no polys being these type of cats. TJ makes a good point. Polynesians are raised to respect their elders, A, right? They're, they're, they, they fear their daddies and their mamas beating their motherfucking ass when they get home. And they're not calling child services. Polly's don't give a fuck if you think it's called corporal punishment by disciplining your kid no more. Just so we're clear. Polynesian culture hasn't fucking grasped the concept of you cancel culture soft fucks. They keep their shit in fucking house. That is a island thing put down by the fucking king. Just so you clear how Polynesian culture works. I would not think I don't think you should fucking worry about them being disrespectful and shit you coach it or you allow it <laughs> polynesian's been coaching it a long fucking time in the household and i've never even ran into a disrespectful poly i've ran into shit birds everyone has shit birds but you know what you know we all have them but at the same time a lot of asshole polys that i know are good dudes at the end of the day they just never they don't know. Some are fob straight from the fuck off the boat. TJ knows he'll tell you. A lot of them just come over here and don't have a fucking clue how America works. But they're the most coachable motherfuckers I've ever had. So I'm just telling you, why haven't I seen those type of motherfuckers shooting up schools? Have you seen a poly shoot up a school? <laughs> but you, but yet corporal punishment is now disciplining kids. Like, get the fuck out of here. You motherfuckers have no idea how soft we are and why it's become so shitty out there in society and everyday life. Go go fucking live a day with a, at a Polly's house, and then you'll be your eyes will open up and be like, damn. Challenge your fucking kids to challenge themselves. How about you do that challenge on TikTok, motherfucker? How about challenge to hit a kid and challenge to beat up a fucking kid in, in, in the fucking bathroom? I wish you motherfuckers would. Hope you all motherfuckers listen to this podcast. Get about 50,000 downloads a week. Hopefully you guys uh, can listen and know if I come teaching in your class, motherfucker. <laughs> you better have a swivel your head on a swivel thinking about slapping my motherfucking ass i wish you would your ass will have a it'll be on, i'll be on tmz but fuck it because i'll have a fact i'll have a paddle with holes in that motherfucker your ass will be over my bent over my motherfucking desk like the 60s around this motherfucker you think i'm playing with you hey is what it is real recognizes real start one none won't be none Hey, man, it's been a long show. I had a lot to discuss. And, uh, you know, I'm only doing this show Mondays and Wednesdays. Friday, Pat McAfee show, roughly 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Um, 
And then Pat will be back out here uh, right in my neck of the woods for the SmackDown. Um, so, see how it goes. TJ, good seeing you guys, man. appreciate everybody in the show. And uh, YouTubers, you can stay on. I'm going to stay on. But I'm going to end the show. And, uh, again, I'll see you guys Wednesday, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Slap Dick Podcast. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. Give me another guy. Take it, man. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance. For me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Let's fight a guy, man. I'm just